Hi, and welcome. This is Latrice Bartley, founder of Purposefully Living, where your passion meets God's purpose. I believe God created you for a purpose. So why not purposefully live every day of your life by embracing your uniqueness and walking in the fullness of who Christ created you to be? Hi, y'all. Welcome, welcome. It's Latrice Bartley with Purposefully Living. I pray you are having a wonderful day. It is Monday. It is Motivational Monday. I am ready to give you some inspiration for your soul. I, If you are listening to me, watching me on a YouTube channel, no, I'm not coming from my office. I'm in my car today. Y'all know I will bust out car ministry in a minute. Um, and I just wanted to just share right where I was. I said I was going to go home after I left the gym and get dressed. And anyway, that's not what the Lord led me to do. Because guess what? I um, this morning was in the presence of God and I was getting fit. And you, you're going to hear that a lot. So you're watching me and you're like, what is get fit? It is getting focused, intentional, and tenacious about Christ first and your goal second. And so I wanted to just encourage you before I go work out, because guess what? We got to do spiritual and natural. If you are watching me and you're like, what is Motivational Monday? Get fit. All this stuff she's talking about. Motivational Monday is my opportunity to encourage you in the word of God. Yes, in the word of God. Because guess what? I can give you all kind of inspiration, all kind of motivation, all kind of quotes. I can tell you some things and I do that. But at the end of the day, I want you to know that what you do for Christ matters. I want you to know that if you want to know how to make this week great, it starts in Christ. I want you to get fit. I want you to know that the word of God is a manual. It is our spiritual navigation system. How do we navigate uncharted waters? How do we navigate this pandemic? How do we navigate raising our children? How do we navigate learning how to eat and dealing with unhealthy habits and, and trying to balance work and school? How do we do all of this? It starts with God, believe it or not. So I'm here to encourage you with how I start my week and it is in God. God is committing my day to him. It's committing everything. I, I think about Romans 12 and two in the message version. I can't shake that. It says, lay your everyday life. And then it says, you're eating, you're going to sleep, you're walking around. Listen, everything before God is a sacrifice. And that's what I want to encourage you because when we do that, we allow the word of God to renew our mind so that we will know how to go about life. So I am staying in. Um, uh, this series, um, it's a series now, y'all. I'm just trusting God as he keeps giving it to me, I'm going. So triumphing in trials. It started with um, a special episode that I put on the podcast, sharing my daughter and I story. And then the Lord had me to talk last week about Hannah and what it means when you're broken. And so now I want to talk to you um, continuing in the series, triumphing in trials, but I want to talk to you about trusting the process, um, trusting the process. And so what that look, looks like, y'all, is knowing that God is able, knowing that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can even ask or think. So listen, I want to just stay right here and I'm going to jump right in. Um, 
I want you to write down some scriptures and I want it to encourage you. So the first scripture, when I'm talking about triumphing through trials, I want you to be encouraged because I know we are all dealing with some uncharted waters. Um, just life. And I talked about this with Hannah last week. You know, she was dealing with a situation and that was overwhelming her with a situation that was, if I could say, it was it was a breaking point. Um, and life sometimes is like that. It's like almost like life is picking on us, you know, but I want you to know that God is able and to trust the process. I don't want to just tell you trust the process. I want to tell you that God is able so you can trust the process. So I wanted to start out with Ephesians 3 and 20 in the message version. And it says God can do anything, you know. Let me just say that again. God can do anything, you know. I can just hear um, Paul talking. It says, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us. His spirit deeply and gently within in us. So just with me, as we say, now in the New Living Translation, that says, now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask. Listen, I, there's some key words. It says infinitely more he is able to accomplish. Now, I want to define able able because i said god is able so what does that mean god has this is the definition of able it is defined as having the power skill means or opportunity to do something another definition says having sufficient power skill or resources to do something so let me just insert god god has the power skill, means, or opportunity to do something. God has sufficient power and skill and the resources to do something. God is able. I do believe he's able. So I want to just remind you of some things that I've been saying through the weeks when we're talking about triumphing through trials. And I really believe God has me stand here because a lot of times God has me right where I am. God has me um, right where he's ministering to me. And so it just amazes me at how God is doing more than one thing. So listen, just some reminders. Your problem is not your problem. Your problem is how you see your problem. Let me say that again. Your problem is not your problem. Your problem is how you see it. And I'm talking right where I am. I am not problem free. Um, I have been going through a lot, but y'all, God is reminding me. He reminded me yesterday. I said a lot and the Lord said, did you forget what you said? You know, he got a way of bringing your own words back. And the Lord said, your problem is not problem. It's how you see your problem. So how should we see our problem? Here's what I want you to think about. This is the first thing I want to leave you. 
We have to connect our past and our problem to God's present ability. We need to connect our past and our problems to God's present ability. God is a right now God. That's what I want to encourage you. On Monday, I don't care what you're dealing with. I don't care what your last week was. I don't care what you went through. This is a new day. You have new mercies, brand new mercies we see. And God is a present God. And here's the thing. I think about, we know in the scriptures, we've heard people say God is the God of Abraham and Isaac, God of Jacob. God is the God of Moses, Daniel, David. Listen, we can go on, but God is the God of Latrice. God is the God of Brenda. God is the God of Faye. God is the God of Olivia. God is the God of Javier. God is the God. He's a present God. Even though we know him and the things that he's done in the past, I want to encourage you today that God is a God of whatever you need, but you have to connect your problem to his present ability. And I think about in Romans, I believe it talks to us about how the scriptures were written to encourage us and to provide hope. Now we need those stories, not just to say, Oh, good job, Joshua. Oh, I tell you, Dave was that I, he, he slayed at Goliath. No, 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 no. They're to remind us that God is the same God. And so I want to tell you today on this Monday, as I am motivating you, that God is a present God. He will be a very present help in the time of trouble. But we must bring our problems, our crisis to him. Now, here's another thing. We must bring our problems to God's power. How are we going to get it through Monday? We need supernatural power. We got to know our source. I think about Jehoshaphat when, when the people were rushing in on him, like, like the thing overwhelmed him when they told him like the army's coming, Jehoshaphat began to do some things, but at the end of it all, he said to God, my eyes are on you. And y'all, that's what we have to start our Monday out. Lord, my eyes are on you. I don't know what Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday through Sunday whole, but God, my eyes are on you. Lord, I, you are my source. So I want to encourage you to connect your crisis, to connect your problem to the source, to the, the supernatural source. And he, Jesus is our source. And here's the thing that I like about that. I think about how important that is connecting y'all our crisis and our problems to God's power, his supernatural power. And the reason that's so important, because guess what? I thought about, and remember, I'm talking about how you triumph through trials, how we're going to trust this process and be reminded that God is able. When you're going through trials, sometimes they come in y'all like a flood. Okay. I mean, like one, two, like somebody just buckled you over, but you got to connect. You got to connect to where your help is. And that's the power of God. I talked about last week, Paul, I'm talking about him again this week. Paul said thrice, I asked for this. Stop asking because I realized something. Like, hold on. I realized that when I'm weak, he's strong. So I realized that I get a supernatural help through this weakness. So I'm going to take joy in this weakness because God is going to be magnified. I get supernatural. He does great things. When I think about that song, there's a song that, um, oh, I just left, but it, it talks about how God does great things. He does, um, oh, it's coming to me. But anyway, I forgot it. 
that quick. Um, but it talks about how he does mighty things, how he does supernatural things. He does great things, y'all, in our weakness. But here's the thing that I thought about when I say, but we have to connect our crisis and our power to the source because you can connect even during your trials. You can't triumph if you're connected to the wrong source. And I thought about just naturally um, a power bank. I thought about my iPhone. And if you've ever lost your charger, I have before. And so you know how you might have the cord, but you try to use your cord on a if you a Samsung base, I've done it before because it's like I couldn't find my base. So I'm like, well, as long as I got the, the charger that fits in the phone, it should charge fine. Well, no, it doesn't. Because what will happen is when you plug up the phone, I've gotten a message that says, um, an error message that says charging slowly. In other words, it's letting me know you're not getting a source of power that you should be to charge this thing up because you don't have the right base. Or you'll get an error message where you just see nothing happens. It don't even respond because the source is not right. You you can you can go that route, but the charge that you need may take way longer. You're not gonna get the strength, you're not gonna get that turnaround time on the phone. Whereas it could charge in an hour, it may take you five or six hours because you don't have the right source. You're in a bank that was not made for the phone. Y'all, and that's how we are. God wants us to know that he is our source. Sometimes we're depleted. We're going through trials and we're trying to figure out why are we not getting the help we need? But could it be that you plugged into the TV? Maybe you're plugging into individuals. Maybe you're plugging into even podcasts because I want you to understand good things can be um, a distraction because there comes a point where God wants you to only hear his voice. He wants you to push everything aside and he is your first source and then he will dispatch the resources. So we have to make sure that we connect our crisis and our problems to the right source and that source is Jesus. He is everything. Jesus can change every situation. He can bring life. He renews. So I want to encourage you today to source is Jesus. Now, I love, I said, God is able. And that's what I'm talking about today. I want you to know this Monday, no matter what you're facing, God is able. I want you to know if it's, I want to get off a of medication, God is able. If it's, I want to take my health back. I've been obese too long. I'm tired of the weight and the baggage that I'm carrying, but I don't seem to have the strength to withdraw the foods that I want. God is able. Maybe you're trying to write a book and you're stumped and you said, God, why would you call me to do this and I'm not equipped. Who's going to read my book and how would I do? God is able. Maybe your marriage is going through some things and you're fighting and you say, I don't even know who this man is and I don't know who this man is and can we, can we persevere? Can we make it through? God is able. Maybe you are in the line in a, in a hospital bed and the doctors are proclaiming a report and they're telling you what your organs won't do and what they can't do. God is able. Maybe you're looking at a child who you've poured everything into them. And the more you pour, the more they seem to go this way and that way. God is able. He is able. And so that's what I want to let you know. I don't care what your situation in this morning. God is able. That's what I want to leave you with this week. Monday, he's able. Tuesday, he's able. Wednesday, God is able. Thursday, God is able. Friday, I want you to get up every morning saying, God, you're able. What is he able to do? You put it out there. But here's the thing. I love this scripture, right? 
And God showed me this and it just blew my mind. We love to quote this scripture. And let me just read it. I'm going to read it how we do in church. You know, we, we say, now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplishly accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. We know it to now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ever dare to ask a thing. And that get us excited, right? Because we like, well, hallelujah, he can do it. But there's something about this scripture that I think a lot of us miss that the Lord showed me. Because I think you have to know the time that this scripture was written. And it blew my mind, y'all. It's interesting that when Paul wrote this passage, he was in prison. Paul was not in church. He was not with all, you know, all um his those that was in the work with him and they high-fiving and they seeing a manifestation of God. And so they all got their hands raised and saying, he can do it. Amen. Exceedingly. But no, 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 no. That wasn't Paul's situation. Y'all, Paul was in prison. He was behind bars in a dark situation declaring the light of God. He was declaring God's greatness. Paul was in a in a cold prison surrounded by Roman soldiers. He was in confinement, but boldly talking about the abilities of God, the supernatural vastness, how God could do anything. I need you to see the situation in which Paul wrote this verse, y'all, because he didn't even have freedom. He was confined, but yet he's saying God can do exceedingly infinitely beyond what you can even begin to ask a thing. So Paul chose to declare God's ability when he could not even see it himself. He wasn't even in a situation that showed it, but he yet knew something that caused him to pen this passage. He chose to declare the awesomeness of God because he had a view. He had a view of his God, even in a dark situation. And so I want to encourage you today because I felt like that just did something to me. It even gave a different meaning to the scripture because if Paul could be in prison, what right now are you dealing with that feels like it's prison? What do you feel like you're confined? I need you to connect that situation to God's present ability. Now God, and he can do anything that you need him to do. So trust the process. Trust the process and know that God's got you. He has me. He has your child. He has your husband. He has your ministry. He has your book. He has the business. Connect it to him and know that God is able. Now, before I close, trust the process. I When I, when I was praying about this and the Lord, this is how the Lord was encouraging me. I thought about Saul. And Samuel, and you can read about this story. I think it's in first Samuel chapter three, I think. But y'all, this thing blessed me. And I'm gonna kind of paraphrase it, but you have a situation where the people are crying out for a king. They want a king. They have rejected the Lord as their king. They want a physical king. So anyway, you have Samuel, he's getting older, but the Lord said, I'm gonna give him a king. So Saul. Is the son of Kish and his father loses some donkeys. He tells his son, he sends him with his servant and say, go find these donkeys, right? So Saul goes looking for these donkeys. They can't find these donkeys. So the servant, he said, we got to get, Saul says, we got to go back because my dad going to get worried about me. But the servant said, hold on. 
there's a man of God and everything he says um, comes true. Let's ask him. He may know. Now, they've been on the journey so long. We can assume they don't have no food. They don't have no gift. They like, oh, we're going to take them. got my little piece of silver. He said, let's take that. So now they're going into the city looking for the man of God, which in that time they called a seer. They meet a lady. They tell her, we're looking for the man. She said, I want you to go up. And head to the place of worship. Head there. He they can't eat till he blessed the food in so many words. So, but mind you, at this point, little do they know, God has told Samuel, I'm going to send somebody at this time who is going to be the king of Israel. He said, and you're going to anoint him. So now they they're approaching Samuel, not knowing he's the seer, asking, and he said, I'm the seer. I'm the man of God. And he tells them, he said, I'll tell you what you want to know and send you on your way. Then he says, oh, and don't worry about the donkeys. They have been found. He says, I am here to tell you, you and your family is the focus of all Israel's hopes. So now mind you, follow me now. This is a whole process off of some donkeys, okay? But Saul is kind of like, what you mean? We the, the hope. And this is Saul's response. He says, I'm only from the tribe of Benjamin, the smallest tribe in Israel. And my family is the least important of all the families. But Samuel said, go on up there. He said, okay, go up there. So to make a long story short, y'all, Samuel took Saul and his servant, placed them at the head of the table. And the Bible says before 30 guests, then he told the cook to bring out the finest meat. Bring out the finest meat now. He said, and the one, and he, in the Bible, it says, and I quote, the one that had been set aside in his honor. And then it said, he, Samuel said, go ahead and eat. I was saving this for I invited the others. Y'all, I want you to know today, like I'm telling myself, trust the process. When I read these scriptures, so much stood out off of donkeys, donkeys, and all about how at any point in this process, Saul could have retreated. Saul could have said, my daddy got a bunch of people. I'm going back. They can go find them donkeys. He would have missed what God had for him. They could have, when his servant said, let's go, let's go here and see if the man of God, he could have said, I ain't doing that. We look, I'm going back home. He would have missed his purpose. Y'all, there was so many times, but in each step, that made absolutely no sense. God was taking them closer and closer. Then they get to a reception that the man said, oh, we planned this meat for you. Oh, sit at the table. In other words, he said, this whole thing been coordinated for you and you didn't even know it. And for those of you that don't know the end of the, sir, end of the story, Saul was anointed and he would now become the king. Y'all, what I saw in that is how important we have to trust the process. There's so many things like those donkeys. We ask God for things. We pray for that husband to be at this certain place. We praying for these children. We're saying these things and it don't ever come out. God said, okay, I'm gonna do it, but we're gonna go this way. And we say, I ain't chasing no donkeys. I don't have time for that. But we don't know how in our obedience and how our yielding and how our prayers, God is doing more than one thing. So I want to encourage you to trust the process. And then I thought about Psalms 139, because here's the thing. Before I go to Psalms 139, little did, not, did Saul know all God had planned for him. And it takes us back to what Paul was saying. God is able to do infinitely more through our trials than what we can ever know or expect. But we got to trust him. We have to know that he's able. And I'm telling you right where I'm living, God is able. 
he can do exceedingly or infinitely more than what we can even even uh, even begin to ask or think and so y'all i thought about psalms 139 it says you know me inside and out you know every bone in my body you know exactly how i was made bit by bit how i was sculpted from nothing into something but here we go y'all it says like an open book you watch me grow from conception to birth all the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life all prepared before I even live one day. Why am I telling you that? God is able. God is able because he knows you. He spread your life out. This situation doesn't surprise him. This trial does not, it's not, oh my God, newsflash. God said, but I can do infinitely more if you will trust me, if you will trust the process, if you will walk this thing out, if you will be obedient, I can do more than what you think through this process. And I want to end it here with a familiar passage, but I want to read it in a different version. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says in the message version, I'll show up and take care of you as I promised and bring you back home. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. I want to say to you this morning, God is able. God knows what he's doing. He said, I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you. Sometimes our trials feel like he's abandoned us. Sometimes our trials feel like he's left us. Sometimes our trials feel like, can I make it through? But I want you to know that God has a plan and it's not of evil, but he's doing more than one thing. So it's the process today. I want to remind you, connect your problem, connect your crisis to God's present ability. So this is just a little bit of inspiration for your soul. Have a wonderful week. Know that God is able. You can make it. You can do it. Listen, I don't care what you're looking for. Trust the process. God is able. Connect to the source. Connect your crisis. Connect your problem to God's present ability because he is the right now. God, and I guarantee you, you will triumph through every trial. So have a wonderful week. I'll talk to you later on Fit Friday. Be encouraged. Bye.